fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, April 9th, 2019, and this is the ride. Well, I've got a lot on my mind today. I just don't know what it is. You ever have that state of mind where things are going on? But it's just so many things are in there that I'm not, I'm not sure how I'm going to focus my thoughts. I think the reason my brain is that way is because I got hyped up on coffee this morning. I'm really grateful for the people who invented coffee. I'm not addicted. I could stop any time, but I don't want to. But anyway, um, also, my mind is full because I've been listening to Revelation this morning. And I got some thoughts. And also, I had a good night's sleep last night. So my dream action was intense. I felt like I was watching a Hollywood blockbuster movie. In fact, it was playing in my mind so good that I should write it down. Because I think it's a premise that has never been done before. And it, it intrigued me. So I'm pretty sure it could be a box office hit. Think... Mission Impossible with Die Hard with Fast and Furious. Yeah, might be onto something there. Anyway, I think my brain is in that mode because my daughter, who is going to college, is working on some film project. And recently, we were discussing the plot line of this short film she's doing. And it is kind of a Mission Impossible kind of thing, but it's a parody. It's going to be pretty cool. Anyway, so it, my mind is in the state of creativity, visual creativity. But in my dream, man, listen to this. I was third person on a shot overlooking the main characters who are up in this building like a steel girder building it hadn't even been finished it's completely open they're just standing on these girders and they're they're doing this stuff and I'm the camera is over their shoulders quite a bit so I'm actually looking at them and then the city which is 50 stories below is out in front of you is like New York or something so you're way up there and I'm getting a little bit shaky. Even in my dream, I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this. So there's this one shot where the camera panned from looking directly at the, the, the people in the scene, and it kind of swooped over as though it hung over the edge of the building, and you're looking down, and you can really understand the depths of the concern um, I had for these people. Because they're teetering on destruction and I thought this is a really weird way to start a movie because you hear the dialogue and you you see what they're doing they're 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 these fast and furious kind of people making these hot rods but they're shooting them off this building and they're trying to see if they will fly right or something yeah it's 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 strange but they're doing everything that they can to try to create these cool cars and whatnot and as I pan over and I see the city I see all these cars they're like piled up in a big flaming heap 
at the street way below because they're all of their efforts none of the none of the cars flew and so they're all just crashing but oh, let's try it again and the funny thing is that there's this guy that's supposedly riding it down and he and i wondered why did he look so frustrated and disheveled and now i see why because he's the guy that gets to ride the car all the way down to the flaming pile it was funny it was probably the the low man on the totem pole in the in the crew but anyway so as i'm watching the shot pan over the city and now it takes flight like like it's a gopro camera and it starts flying through the city and i'm thinking this is kind of an oddball way of starting a movie i knew that it was the start of the movie but i didn't understand what was going on really uh and it was flying through the streets and stuff and i'm thinking ah this is where i'm going to find out the crux of the story the the main plot motivation and i'm flying through and i'm kind of seeing the dirt of this this unnamed metropolis and I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to find out? What's what's the deal? What's the deal? And I see, as the camera swings back and forth across the street, you used to see, you know, your normal walkers and people walking into delis and, you know, whatever they do on a, on a Monday morning. And I, I pan back and forth, and then I see, it looks like there's a guy that's hanging up by his feet, upside down, off of a building. And I know this is weird, but I thought, well, there, this is must be, this is where the the music is supposed to kick in, and you're supposed to recognize, ah, that's a thing. But it it didn't really do that. But the camera focused in on it, so I thought, well, okay, this filmmaker is trying something avant-garde, and he didn't hit point it with music. And I'm just coming close, and I see what's going on. There's a line of people leading up to this person who is hanging at first i thought they were hanging from their feet but as i got closer i realized this person is hanging as though one who is dead but they're not dead but their 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 head is covered with a black cloth a hood and they're hanging there they're alive but but they're they're bound and there's a line of people and each one has a wreath they're all waiting in line to put this wreath around the neck of the one hanging there. And I thought, this is unique. This is some kind of foreign culture worship practice thing or something. And I'm left there in the shot seeing this, wondering what does it mean? And how does it tie in with the flaming car people in the skyscraper three miles away? And that's where my story ends. Because I have to wake up abruptly because I missed my alarm. And I'm on my way to work in a hurry. But at least I got my coffee. So that's how my brain works at times. Do you have vivid dreams like that? I'm serious. This thing was in 4K. (laughs) Full color. I could tell you the blue and the yellows of the wreaths that the people were placing around the head of that, that hooded individual. I could draw all sorts of parallels and tell you that it, there is spiritual significance to that, and I think there is. But I'll let you decide how that speaks to you. I'll tell you in my remaining 15 minutes, because I don't have a whole lot of time today, in, in the remaining time I have with you, I want to tell you something that I kind of got out of Revelation this morning that would probably do us good 
to get recalibrated. One thing that struck me, it was interesting, this is not my main topic, but I want to say it before I forget. In Revelation, I think it might have been chapter 1 or 2, there's a spot where John, who's in the Spirit, is is speaking of this vision he's got. And I think it's during the vision um, that, that this part is said. But there's a comment made either by God or or John in the Spirit where it is said that Satan or the devil has the power of death. And I thought, you know, because I, I, I picture the devil like I, the way I should, really, that he's just a deceiver and he doesn't hold a candle to the power of God, but he uses deception to trick. And it's not like there's a yin and yang where there's God and the devil. There's like the master yin and he's just a little yang. I mean, that's how I view it. The devil is not an equal with God. Absolutely not. But he can get people off target by deceiving. But it says here in Revelation that he had the power of death. To me, you know, we think about life is the yin and death is the yang. You know, they're equals and opposites and all that business. But they're not. They're not equals and opposites. There is life, which is everything. And there is death, which is the anti-everything. Which means it's there's nothing to it. And that's what made this make sense. The devil has the power of death. Yeah, by default, we're all going to die. He doesn't have to do anything and he has that power over you. You get it? But he doesn't have that power over you when you understand that Jesus Christ has completely negated that. But you have to know it. Jesus Christ bled and died for you by name. You. And it doesn't matter what you ever did. It doesn't matter what mistakes you'll do today or tomorrow. He still died for you and he paid the penalty, which was death, by the way. He paid the penalty to cover the debt that you owed, which was death as a result of sin. But Jesus took that penalty upon himself and he offers you, he offers this to you, life. You can have the whole ball of wax and not have the default condition of man, which is death. And you can escape the grip of the enemy. And the grip, like I said, it's not like an active grip. It's The devil's grip on humanity is a default. He just has to do nothing. And people fall into the, the death trap. But today is your chance. All you need to do is recognize what Jesus has done for you and accept that he offers you life. And not only that, but he's got wisdom that he can give to you that he embodies wisdom that helps you live your life to the fullest, which is way beyond what you ever would have thought you could live. He offers that to you. But where the enemy can keep you imprisoned by doing absolutely nothing, except getting you off target with God, God loves you more than that. And that's why he disciplines his children. We're his children. Discipline. We're having to do things 
or not do things because it blesses God to do or to not do the thing. You know, nothing like reading through Revelation to get a picture of what's really important. And the fact that our life, I mean, I've been doing a lot of thinking lately. Our life is really a vapor. Maybe it's easy for me to say it because I'm in the second half of my life, believe it or not. But what are we doing? If we truly believe in the God we serve, what are we doing? Isn't, you know, the Bible says it's like a man who looks in the mirror and walks away and forget what he looks like. You look like Jesus Christ in the flesh to others. We, we are to embody Christ. We are to be the witness of life. And if we're not doing that, I want to challenge us all. Today is the day to start doing it. Yesterday I had an opportunity to talk with somebody who I normally, he's the guy who empties my trash in my room. I know he's a believer and I know he used to be in the ministry. And I had a chat with him because I thought, you know what, I have a super busy day. But I'm going to talk with this guy and I'm going to bless him. And I got a chance to find out just a little bit about his life and how he's um, looking to move. And and so we didn't like have a prayer meeting or anything, but I, I just encouraged him and said, I just believe that God is going to bless that situation. You're going to find what you're looking for and it'll be in, in God's timing. And, you know, as long as you're believing that God is going to take care of your needs, which he has promised he would do. You're going to be all set. So I had a chance to do just a little thing like that, and I know it blessed them. So I want to encourage you to do the same today. Wherever you work, wherever you go to school, whatever you do, look for opportunities to share the love of God with people. And I pray right now as a blessing on your life that if it's a strange thing to do, it it does not stay strange. This is something that you were meant to do And I pray that the boldness of God flows on you and you act in ways that you didn't think you could do. So it's a quick one today. I hope this has helped. Stay in the word of God and live its truth. Live it out actively. Live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And remember, we serve a God who is in our moments. Right now, next minute, next hour next day. He's in our moments. Talk with him. Get wisdom from him in anything that you're doing. Anything is fair game. It can be the smallest things. God is with you. Ask him to help you in everything that you're doing. Ask him to give you the words to say. Ask him to give you a nudge when you're saying too much. But in all things, give glory to your God. And I will see you on the flip.